You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. It's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking with Jason Buchla and Brad Allen. We are chatting about Team Canada. They solidified their roster uh, a couple days ago as we're recording so let's talk a little bit about the D and the goaltending. This is what I'm interested in is you look at the defense core and there's some, you know, mobile, big bodies, a nice mix of some guys who can produce a lot of offense. Obviously, Dent Matejchuk is going to be one of the guys that's going to be leaned on pretty heavily on the power play. I'm sure Oliver Bonk's going to get some time there as well. Uh, and there's a couple more in there too. Um to you, Jason, thoughts on this overall defense core? Um, because I thought they brought a pretty diverse mix of types of players to sort of fit almost any style. And the fact that you mentioned they're going to play a man-on-man D, which I personally like. Uh, I don't like zone defense. I don't like the zone v- defense in, in hockey, and I don't like it in football either. Um, you got to play up your man um, from that standpoint. So thoughts on the D overall and who they chose and who they left off? Yeah, first of all, when you're playing man-on-man, it, it certainly simplifies things, right? They know what their their job is, and they're not going to be a lot of switches. And, you know, when you pull a group together in short order, uh, communication is key. This is an interesting mix. I mean, I'm looking over the roster right now, and, you know, uh, Matejchuk should quarterback one of the power play units. Molendijk's a, a, a kind of a whirling dervish. He's, he's active all over the ice, like literally active all over the ice. Some good, some bad. There's some risk-reward there. Bonk is uh, leaning two-way, obviously can play on the power play, but he's going to be more of a stabilizer uh, in my estimation. Um, you know, you get into some of the other guys on the on the roster, like Furlong, uh, Lamaru, and Noah Warren. Well, let's just talk about Warren and Lamaru specifically. I mean, Lamaru uh, manages the game better with the puck on his stick than Warren does. He, he outlets pucks better. Uh, they both are actually capable skaters. There's no issues with that. There was no issues at this camp with uh, Noah Warren's mobility, agility. Um, just it's going to be timing, right? Like closing on guys uh, uh, on time and, and containing. Uh, but I see the mix here being if you want to lean defensive or shut down guys, I think that the guys that will be asked to play heavier like that, Luno, Lamaru, Warren, uh, the guys will be asked to push the play more, Molendike, Matejchuk. And the guys that will be kind of in the middle of all that is uh, like Furlong and Bonk. So um, interesting mix. Uh, they can all do, you know, different things. Um, I think it's going to come down to puck management and then, uh, which is easy to say, but trust me, it's not as easy when you're under duress in a big tournament. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think I think I agree with both of you when it's a, when you talk about the diversity of the defense and uh, like the offensive forwards that we talked about, how they're going to have to do it by high pace of play and by committee. I feel like the defense is very much going to have to do that as well. Uh, obviously, they have huge advantages here. Uh, you know, you're talking about Madichok having a fantastic camp out of Columbus. You're talking about some of these players who've really been with NHL teams already and know what the pace is up at the NHL level, uh, at least to some degree. So they can match the pace. Uh, to 
to your point, Jason, I think one one player I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's going to do here is Noah Warren. I think he's going to be very important in shutting down some of these other teams using his range. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how he does manage his gaps, how he does manage the responsibility of, of making sure that he's the last man back when, as you mentioned, some of these other defensive players that can activate into the rush like a Molendyke. Uh, he's going to have to insulate for a player like that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how how it's uh, how it's managed. Uh, but it it is uh, I think a good mix, uh, but not again not the best one we've ever seen or anything. But a solid mix that should be able to get the job done depending on how they do uh, with the goaltending and forwards. Yeah, it's, you know what's interesting when I look at this mix of defense, and you know we talk about Warren and, and some of the larger defensemen is recognizing that that extra space wide isn't a th- generally isn't a threat. That difference between that ice surface and ice surface they play on generally isn't an issue. Because you like even if you get a wide around wide, you gotta swing all the way back in towards the net to get there. And there's enough time for you know people to come back. Like there's there's a time element there, time saved, time earned for defense. So knowing that, okay, I can give them that right to, against the boards because I'm gonna be able to recover. From that standpoint, you know, Jason, what do you think about that situation when, you know, there's an adjustment for defensemen, particularly when defending most importantly off the rush? Yeah, I think that uh, the, the the term or the description defending between the dots has almost been created on, on these types of ice surfaces, right? Because if you start to defend outside the dots, uh, if you look all the way up the ice, all the face-off dots, if you start to defend outside of that, then you're obviously giving away key real estate in the middle of the ice. So it's always been a, a strength of most European teams uh, when they're really good that uh, that's what their defense does. And that's the challenge for the Canadian team here. Keep it simple. Keep it on the outside. The way you just brought up a really good point, Shane, that depending on where the zone entry is and, and where they drive wide off the zone entry, your opponent, um, the wider you can kind of take them to below the hash marks on the flank, uh, the more real it's a harder frame to get to the cage at that point. Right. So it all comes down to timing, defending in a certain quadrant there on the zone entry. Um, but certainly it's easier in a way where, you know, you don't have to jump out to a guy as aggressively as they do in North America. Thoughts on the three goalies uh, that are coming into team Canada. Uh, now all of them had, had some success with obviously their respective clubs, but I don't consider any of them to be, this number one clear cut, we're going to lean on him. I think Hawk Cannon's going to have to figure out who's going to be that that goalie that does that for them. And I don't know which one it's going to be. Honestly, I don't know. Oh, so I was just going to jump in and say, you know, I think it's Scott Ratzlaff's net to lose. And if he does lose it, Canada's in trouble. That, that's the way I look at the goaltending situation. Yeah, so um, I'm going out on a different limb. <laughs> so Russo... <laughs> Russell was really good at camp for me. Um, you know, he's Halifax is, uh, as you know, Shane out there, uh, you know, they're like the number one ranked team in the CHL, but they win games on any given night. Not, um, you know, they're not winning six, five games. Like, you know, they win games because Russell has been really strong for them in Halifax. He's not ideal in terms of size of five eleven, you know, 172 pounds or something like that, but his composure and the way that he played at this camp, he breaks camp right now as a leading candidate to be one for me, um, didn't venture outside his post. He fronted the play exceptionally well. 
he just has this really, really confident look about him. They're all different. Like St. Hilaire is bigger. Uh, Ratzlaff's, uh, you know, not real tall either, but he plays a more compact style even than Russo does. St. Hilaire, uh, I would call him more of a butterfly athletic type of a guy. Uh, you know, his timing is going to be a little bit of a challenge. He was fine. There was no issues really, except that I found that he was going down. His drops were a little bit off at times. And when you drop even a fraction of a second off, going down to the butterfly, it exposes you around your toes of your pads and between your legs. So it's just going to come down to timing. They're going to battle. I mean, it was like last year too, right? You know, yeah. Goudreau started yeah. for Canada. Millich took over. We'll see. Whoever wins the net uh, should go on a run. They got to stay with the hot guy is my, is my advice. Uh, right now, breaking camp though, Russo's my guy. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, if I had to lean, I'd probably go Ratzlaff over if you're looking at his past. Um you know, but also I can certainly look at Russo in terms of playing a hot hand. And it really comes down. Look, Jason, you were a goalie. How much like like a goalie's confidence exudes across the defense core? So if you get a guy who like has bails out the D a couple times, all of a sudden the D just relax. Like not that they want to make a mistake, but there's the whole composure and the body language, your defense changes when the goalie bails you out a couple times. And I think Russo ha- certainly has that capability of doing that. Yeah. Well, part of the reason I'm sitting here talking to you guys is because I was never good enough to bail my, uh, <laughs> they were, they were having to bail me out instead, but anyways, uh, absolutely. You're hundred percent right. And the other thing you have to recognize is uh, over there playing the puck becomes even more important. Uh, a lot of European teams don't like to dump and chase. It's not really their thing. They want to enter with control. But when that does happen, you need a goal that can get out there and play the puck and outlet some pucks. Um, so Russo does that well as well. You know, you know, it's pick them at this point, guys. Like, we really don't know because none of them have been on the international stage. Bratislav was at the Holinka two years ago. Uh, that was a juggernaut of a team in Red Deer for uh, Team Canada. You know, his stats were off the charts. But since that time, everybody else doesn't have any real uh, – kind of uh, marriage with the, the Canadian program yet. So it's uh, it's to be determined. Absolutely. We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after these messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospects Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. 
through an integrated series of best business practices, and we designed solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.